0: your week has been in regards to applying Sufi teachings, the names, and what you have observed about yourself and others, about Nefs, about Allah, about the names that we've talked about, Kalik and Muta Kabir and Rahman and Rahim, and these names that we have now brought into us. What have your observations been this week? With the winds, Shape,
1: you know, the Uh terrible winds, like it's not one day, it's been continuous. Uh, We were speaking, some time ago, we were speaking about the fear factor. So that was something that was in my mind quite a lot. The the idea that the wind would... Yeah, what's next, what's next, like, you know, And and asking Allah to make it, you know, Kind of more peaceful, subdued, you know. Mm, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. But what does the wind show us? If we were going to put that in a spiritual metaphor, what is the wind? Yeah, there was
1: one thing that was actually resonating a lot was you need wind to take something away to another place, like right? So what is
0: the purpose of wind? It's a kind of an element. Air is an mm-hmm. a, element of air what is it used for
2: doesn't wind um, happen when you've got a differentiation in temperature so the air flows from
0: a cool place a warm place to a cool place yeah that's that's the how I'm, I'm asking the why
2: well I'm just wondering if that's a metaphor you know it's about energy redistribution from one place to another okay so yeah so from a school point of view it's the balance of things rebalancing so you get if you've got an extreme heat and extreme cool you get a strong wind because it's rushes from one to the other if it's pretty balanced then you get a kind of calm wind the
1: energy's not flying so fast so similar to a range uh, you know the we said that rain is required to clean the earth, sort of Right, thing. yeah. So, some, so it, it was on those lines. Uh, and then we spoke about the Fremantle doctor as well, how it takes the sickness away mm-hmm. in, in Western Australia, that evening wind that comes through. then right. people used to leave their doors open, the front and the rear doors, so that mm. the. Mm. Um, so, so something like that. So what it was resonating was that it required this heavy wind to come through. To clean up something.
0: In regards to today's name, which is Yabari, the wind idea and what you just mentioned, Moe, and about the redistribution of the energy is part of what Yabari is about. Okay. It's the balancing, harmonization of things. And harmony is not static, it's dynamic. And the idea of energy in motion and moving and redistributing uh, keeps things in motion and keeps us alive. But there's other aspects of the wind, too, that I just want to throw out, which is when you are on the ocean, you're on a different element, you're on water, and if you have a sailboat, the wind in the sails is the spirit or ruah, or ru in Arabic. Which is when I, I spoke a little bit about this last week. That rule is if it's spirit, we use this so much in our conversation about inspiration, which is inspiriting or breathing in. Inspiration is breathing in as well. And spiritual means that you are part of that breath. And that if you're sailing, you really need that spirit to keep your boat moving. And that's the idea for us as little boats that we need to have our s- spirit sails filled with the law's rule, but that energy. You also need to be like aware
2: of the flow, don't you, and, and and sort of work with it, so that you're not, um, you know, going against the wind or against the the tide, kind of thing. Like there's a there's a there's a general. Environment of what's going on, both in the physical and in the inner and the social and all that kind of stuff. There's like you know, the people say you can see which way the wind's blowing. Like there's a general movement in a certain direction, and you can either you know go go along with it and use it, or you can try and go against it, which is very difficult.
0: Yes. To, to be able to navigate in the wind and the different kinds of wind and the different kinds of s- things that happen to us, you sometimes have to tack. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. So if you want to go that way, you have to go this way then mm-hmm. this way and this yeah, way. To so you can't, you can't do a straight line because the wind isn't going in that direction. But you use the wind to, to move appropriately to your uh, desired destination. Uh, it, to me, this is, it, all sailing is a metaphor. It's, a, it's an incredible thing because you're on a different element. You're not on the ground. You're on fluid, which is kind of like time, uh, learning how to get through tacking, learning these different skills to help us navigate through both the spiritual and the material world very important okay what else about the week you smiled Ellie what What was oh, on your mind
2: I don't know maybe maybe patience uh-huh. I thought about patience a lot this week
0: okay and just
2: waiting things out
0: ah uh, because so you're moving and... yeah
2: and you know just being um, you know not really having a plan not really knowing what's happening there's really nothing set yet so you're kind of in limbo so just being patient about that I think
0: now, how's that going
2: um, it's not. It's okay. It's good. I, I think you just have to remember
0: that, you know, ya sabur. it's one of those
2: times and it'll pass. Yeah,
0: when we feel anxious, we say ya sabur. So you're welcome to, to use that yeah. as your zikr for getting through those times. Yeah. Waiting is hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Waiting is really... For some of us, I think it's harder than for some of the other others of us. How about you, Mui? Are you a... Just waiting hard for you
2: depends what kind of waiting it is i think mm-hmm. um, i'm I'm good at waiting when well actually i'm I'm sometimes too good at waiting as in I will wait instead of prepare. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll, I'll yeah. think, oh, that's not going to happen until next week so I'll do something else but <laughs> then I would get to it and I oh, I need to do this and this and this and this to prepare for this thing that's happening now and I could have been doing that while I was waiting
0: ah <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> yep. um, but on the other hand I do find it difficult
2: I find it difficult to wait for people to get things done when I need them done so I say, I want this done, and then they, you know, put again in a work context or something. And then it's like three weeks later, they come back to you and go, ah, this, right. and you're
3: like,
0: Have you that done? they like, ah, No. And I'm like, Well, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people. Um, how, about, how about you, Mark? i get up sometime. i um, learning
2: great. to get out of the way. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading this week. Uh huh. Yeah, looking at things in perspective. And How's
0: that going? Good,
2: yeah. And probably, yeah, patience is another one. I think being more aware of starting to get out of the way, which is, and that's just making me a lot calmer as well. So.
0: Oh, good. How does that make you calmer? Why does it do that? Um, uh, well,
2: starting to get direction.
0: Oh, so. uh, okay. So when you don't have direction, there's a kind of like, there's this pull in all these, in every direction, yes. kind of spherical pulling. All in every way, but when you have direction, at least you have some kind of goal in mind. Yes. Huh. Okay. And probably yeah.
2: And I kind of tend to be quite busy doing too many things. It's like okay, focusing on what's more important.
0: Okay. So you you like the? Can you juggle? Uh, no, <laughs> <You gotta> learn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of balls in the air, and you're all being clear about where you want to put your energy. Yes, it's part of that. Very yes, good. Definitely. Okay, we haven't gotten to it. One of the names is Yahadi, the guide, and we call on that when we're kind of lost and we need guidance, and we say Yahadi, Yahadi. So these names are available to everybody. They're they're useful. It's just, you don't overdo it. And for opening new ways for you, Ellie, Ya Fata. Mariel? This week?
4: Mm. Um, Well, I was telling Mark as well, we've just been very social this week. So I've been seeing a lot of people, talking a lot. And I think this week for me, it's been, I guess reflecting on that really chatty social hosty self, you know, that has to, you know, Casey's work stuff. People came over, barbecue, and Casey just my husband. He he doesn't talk that much, and so I feel the need to like talk <laughs> for like, and then I'm just talking and there's hours. <laughs> and I just, I guess, in between the whole week of talking to all these different people and doing all this social stuff where in that was i actually was i even actually there like the real me like that spiritual being was that present like i don't even know Mm. that's what i've struggled with this week Mm that so so what like what worries me is that that social person that's like would you like some more tea is really different (laughs) you know the real me (laughs) who doesn't care how much tea you have I, don't, I, yeah, I, no, I care. People should have tea. I don't know. It's <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> a different
2: role
0: though, isn't yeah. it? Just
2: juggling the roles.
0: Well so. it's an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Uh, because one of the things we do when we first join Tarika is serve. Mm. My first job, serve the tea.
4: Oh well that's
0: that was like that was my job and I was happy. Seriously? And then and then it was kinda like I was promoted to doorkeeper. You're opening the door. Yeah. I'd say hello, go sit over here. Don't show your feet, and said, "Would you like some tea? Tea server over here, you know that kind of thing." And I was happy. That was like, I think if you approach it in a Sufi way, rather uh, in the idea of, "I am serving other people. I am keeping. This is the best way to keep out of the way." is you say, "What do you need? You know, do you want something to eat? Do you want something to drink? Can I help you in some way? What What do you?" So that you're you're not focusing on yourself, that's the, the purpose of uh, service, and why we talk about adab a lot in Tarika, is that we try to get our self reflective bottom line me thing kind of like just shut up, just what do you want? So it, it, it keeps it keeps the hierarchy of of energy more clear so doing that is cool if you do it in the right way
4: because i I hear that and it's like well that's great because i'm listening to what you're saying and i did a lot of that a lot of other people Mm -hmm. tell me about where what have you been doing in the last however long tell me all your problems and so i'm listening to all these people and it's great but in this whole week today would possibly be the first day i've kind of sat back into my stomach you know that Mm -hmm. feeling when you finally sit back Mm -hmm. down you're like oh here i am Mm -hmm. so i forgot about myself but you're saying that's a good thing. But it feels weird. <laughs>
0: uh, comments?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm interested.
2: Yeah, it was. I, I find it interesting because I originally, you know, I, I, I was someone who was very unsocial when I was younger. I didn't get involved in interacting with other people as much. And I found that service thing was useful to get me out of that little bubble of myself. But then I've also found that eventually it has to be a bit of give and take because you can go extreme in either way. And, and, and the trap that some people fall into is, like you were saying, stroke, is that if you don't do it the right way, like if you become, how can I serve you so that I look like I'm serving you, then Oh dear it's not right and and if it's if it's how can this pretend facade person serve you then you're not really there either mm-hmm. and then that's not right I if you can't genuinely be there to serve somebody then that means that you need to you, know, you this is a muscle that you need to stretch but also you might need to go back and rest so that you've got the energy to you know like like you're saying the the kind of the flow of the wind and stuff like it's not always blowing. And like you say, we're not always breathing out but we have to breathe in as well. And so I, I find personally with social stuff, I sometimes
3: have to take a break, go back into myself, like, you know, go, go into the kitchen and do some washing up or something, or, you know, go to the bathroom or go, you know, make some
2: excuse to, to recharge myself or find myself again and then go back out so that I can really be there instead of getting lost in the, the social thing, but that's just
0: me, I don't know. Oh, totally agree, yes. Uh, other comments about? Well, it's a good example of
1: uh, getting out of the way, isn't it? It's not about you, right? But it... there's a way to do it that is healthy and there's a way to do it that's not healthy. Yeah, so in what, yeah, what Mariam was saying, like, you're listening to everyone and giving them an avenue to you know come up with whatever you know get you know for them to say whatever they had to you know they 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 had to get out of their system and you're not knowing kind of whether you fit into it or not is just between you being a conduit but you know and but you're out of the way right
0: so not necessarily because what's missing is the connection if you don't feel connected in your heart to a law then all of this is moot. It, it's not helpful. The idea is to use it as part of your Sufi practice. Trying to get to get closer to Allah, yes, you need to get away out of you know out of the way, but it needs to be done properly in the way that you're doing this for Allah's sake, so that you can know your heart. And when you are connected and it takes time to to maintain and and hold that connection, which is in the heart, then when you're listening to somebody, you're listening actively. Mm -hmm. You're listening with your heart. And we say the heart has all these senses as much as the physical body and more, meaning there's an ear heart, or heart ear, however you want to call it, that when it listens, the person that's talking actually feels like they're communicating, that they're talking to another human being who's actually hearing them. And they go, I've had it happen so often where, you know, all I'm trying to do is just like, whatever you want a lot, you want this person to just babble away, okay, fine, you know, I'll listen. And I'm listening actively, and all of a sudden they go, yeah, the person ever really listened to me. Uh-huh. And, and, and there's a healing that happens in that process so that I don't have to hear them say it anymore. (laughs) Off the hook. Off the hook, yeah. (laughs) But there's 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 a a mm, connection then between your heart and their heart Mm. because you're you're using as a way to stay connected to Allah. If you do it just to be social Mm. then you miss the point.
3: (laughs) About the 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 Keeping quiet. Uh, um during the week I misplaced my wallet uh-huh. and did the rabbit the connection. Yeah. And my mind is saying, no, 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 it's not where it is. And the message was coming saying, no, it's in the home. Finally I got told
0: off. But
3: uh, <laughs> <Quiet>, listen.
0: <laughs>
3: and now I'm driving. I'm <laughs> keeping quiet. Okay. It's in the house, it's in the house, it's repeating. And I just shot myself. <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> cool. Amazing.
3: And then uh, half an hour later, wherever I was, my wife rings and says, left
4: You left
3: your wallet. No, it's fallen There's this place. It, is, it was in the house. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go, another lesson learned.
0: <laughs> Let me read a little bit about Yabari so you have an idea of how I'm relating. To it. Al-Bari. He is the one who orders his creation with perfect harmony. Not only is each thing harmonious within itself, but everything is in accordance with everything else. This infinite seeming universe works like a clock see how everything in you is connected working together and how when one part fails all else is affected too the functions of one and all depend upon each other try to see to it that this harmony that is in your nature is manifested in your life allah al bari gave you intelligence to help you to know your creator he also gave you freedom of will and choice so that you may choose the right over the wrong. But if you use your will to opt for the wrong and your mind to deny the existence of the creator, then you will be attempting to destroy the universal harmony. You will end up destroying yourself. So the Abd al-Bari, the slave or the one who's connected to Bari, is the one who is saved from incongruity error, injustice, and confusion. Such a person is made to act in perfect uniformity with the divine laws working in nature and can help and inspire others to do the same. The attribute of al-Bari, the one who creates harmony, is actually part of Allah's attribute, al-Rahman, the beneficent, as is mentioned in Surah Mulk. Thou seest no incongruity in the creation of the beneficent, then look again. Canst thou see any disorder? Now, what's interesting is that in the in this book, he refers from Yabari, the Maker from Nothing, the Creator, the Producer of Souls, and says, uh, "See Musawir." Now, Musawir is the fashioner or designer. So they're kind of connected that way. So the idea of Bari is things working appropriately and connectedly so that everything is affecting each other, just like the wind will affect motion and, and ripples and keep things in motion. No motion, no harmony. So things have to keep be in motion for this to occur. What I'd like you to do for this next week is see how you can apply the things that we talk about it during this time to improve your connection with Allah and with other people. And for example, this idea of the social aspect of things perfectly natural part of being a human being is having a social life, learning how to use it as a tool as part of your spiritual practice is the goal. And it's in the same with like teaching, The idea of, like, you really do need to be out there putting the information out there, connecting with the students, and then coming back in and assessing to see, how am I doing, you know? And and talking and having a connection with the law going, is this what you want? Is this helping? Or sometimes you'll get a thing like, this student is starting to fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or somebody is, like, tuning out, and you have to, like, Realign and reassess and, and stay in constant uh, awareness through this flow of energy, putting it out there, assessment, out there, assessment. Because if you're always out there, who's in? The house was empty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, nobody's home. Okay, other, other aspects of the week that you want to discuss? or examine?
5: Is it still about Yabari? And yeah, Yabari.
0: kind of. We're kind of on the uh, edges of it. Well, I, I, find, I find this, this Yabari of very, very
5: fascinating um, uh, because I, I, I got into it a year, a year and a half ago, and uh, I made the mistake of uh, saying this a few times without your, your permission because my aunt said asked me to do them and i really liked it and i said okay i'll do it but then i i know i shouldn't have however during that time i uh um, i found this yabari, very fascinating because uh, for me yabari meant the shaper and yamsabra meant the detailer which means that if you look at anything there's a shape to it and that's yabari and there's an infinite amount of detail within that shape and that's Yamasaba. Yeah, and um, it it really helps as a scientist if you're doing a, a bit of research with, with cells and and structures of the body, etc. That that every
0: structure has a gross shape, which is appropriate and has immense amount of detail within it. And I, I found that observation very very helpful and fascinating. That's interesting, because the idea of going back to... We were talking about spirit before, about root and wind, and how that's in motion, because Rizwan brought it up. But the idea of the form and formless, the idea of, of a structure is, uh, if I understand you right, is yabari. The idea of like a bottle, for example, the shape of a bottle. You cannot contain air or water unless there's a container of some kind. Yes. What the container does is shape the stuff inside it. So if I, I'm trying to understand what you, what you're saying here. So in that case, if I have a bottle and I put water into it or air, the bottle is bari and the stuff inside is Musawir?
5: Yes, you can look at it that way, or the the shape of the bottle is Yabari, but the actual intricacies of the molecules of the glass, or if there's any painting on the glass or anything, uh, or even the microscopic (laughs) or molecular complexity of of that material is young
0: somewhere. I need to think about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> another little... <laughs> Sorry, that it probably comes from my science background. I don't no, that's fine. It's me. fine. I, I'm, I'm happy to go there. So the Mousselier part is what is holding the molecular structure of the bonds of this bottle together. Yes. So it doesn't matter what's inside it. It's no. the, It's the thing itself that holds the shape.
5: Yes. I mean from from the way I look at that. Okay. What you're is
0: also- so something needs to, to design the the general shape and then something then needs to hold the shape of the shape. Yes.
5: What I see is everything has a shape, which is and it could be the perfect <laughs> shape, which is the body aspect of it, but the details within that shape or whatever holds that construction together is also
0: immensely Intricate, and that is the yellow suburb part. Yeah, so if we're talking cellular...
5: Or, or let's say uh, the thing that comes to mind is like the stomach, for example. Okay. And uh, the stomach has a shape, like it, I mean anatomically it has a certain type of shape, but if you start going into the details of it, of what cells make it and how those different cells function... And if you go into the detail of the cells, of what molecules make that cells and how those molecules function, and if you go into detail into that, and what subatomic particles are part of those molecules and how they function, and it all comes together and functions as a stomach. That's The stomach itself is like yamari, but all the detail within that is young stomach.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. But what happens with the stomach at the quark level? That's what I want to <laughs> At the quantum level, what does the stomach yeah. look like?
1: Well, the
2: fascinating thing is that a lot of the macro things that happen in the world are a result of quantum interactions. Like gold is yellow because of quantum interactions that make it yellow. Yeah, um, yeah. The way it, yeah,
0: so like in a way, like the stomach is only the stomach because of those quantum level interactions and the way that they express themselves on a, in a larger scale. Exactly. Yep. Infinitely inward or outward, you can go with with that. Other thoughts? Where else does this take you in our examination of Yabari and also Yab Mousselier, the fashioner or the detailer? It um, comes back to
2: wind again for me because mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of the The coastline when we're at the beach like this week, and how the the wind both shapes and details the the sand and the and the coastline. You get this kind of erosion pattern that is following the way that the wind moves and the way the 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 waves move, and that you know over time shapes these rocks and puts all these fascinating little details in, and it, it kind of again kind of is a metaphorical thing as well I think is that as we go through life we're going to get shaped by the way that energy flows around us and through us. I feel like as I get older that there are certain things that have become, that have been shaped by my experiences that are kind of uh, the Baru kind of like the large major topography of myself if Mm. that makes sense. It's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's hard to change that quickly and then there's little details that get changed quite quickly the, little, the smaller parts of yourself, the, the little intricacies right, you know, getting detailed every second, you know, and the sort of little changes are making happening all the time.
0: It reminds me of uh, trees. That so when you look at a tree, you're looking at time frozen over years, decades, and these memories have barrized this, this living thing just like your experiences have, only in a tree we can see what happened about 20 years ago when a, a branch became diseased, or or got sawed off, or was uh, a lightning bolt hit it, and it remembers this physically in yabari, and that I don't know. When I look at a tree, I, I look at this life. In, it's frozen for me, but for it, it's alive and in motion in, in its own time sense. I've seen the trees like up in the Blue Mountains. They're coming out of cliffs, or, and, and rocks are embedded in them. And also there's been fires. And you can see all of this as Yabari within this one living being.
2: Also is the
0: uniqueness as well, isn't it? Like that we uh shape differently. Yes, Yes. That with every single tree, even if it's a gum tree, it's unique. Ya samad. That Allah wants to show us I can do I can make these things over and over again, and each one is completely unique. And you go, how do you do that? How is that possible? every human being and every tree and every flower is unique that's that's a law I mean there's nothing else that can do that and there's billions of gum trees and each one has its own memory of, of experiences it, I mean you're asking what were the experiences during the week and so mm.
3: you start off with one now like the more you think about it this. There's more events that have, like, taken place. I was in a shop yesterday, Mm -hmm. and they had kites for sale. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, of buying a kite. (laughs) And then, you know, using the wind and the shape and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know. Oh, man, that's fun. Just going to the beach and flying a kite, you know. Absolutely. What fun. I think the spreading of the pollen. I've been affected by the pollen all week, and the mm. wind is just pollen blowing
2: everywhere. but that's sort of spreading life, yeah. creating new life.
0: And so, lots of sneezing. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. And that actually showed, you know, well, a few weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, with the cub bear, mm. you know, where it had to come with a force. So it goes back to what Mark was saying, actually. You know, you know we were saying about mm. you, there are some, something that you want in a subtle, gentle way to be moved, mm. whereas last week the wind... Was so forceful. It was not just one day. It was going on for you. And yesterday it was quite windy as well. And that, you know, with the Kabir coming in as well, a forceful pushing of it that was required to get rid of something like, you know, or to push something to another place.
0: Yes. And, and then there's the, the storm Matthew yeah. that hit Haiti and, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. the East Coast. To me, this is also Allah teaching us about Himself. That I'm showing you natural forces I'm showing you aspects of myself that you can learn from and we do get the the really basic question of like well if this is Allah's forces why is he killing people I mean this is a natural question and sometimes you need to ask it so what do you think why there's like 900 people killed in the storm it's like, so, what's up with that? How would you answer somebody and said, you know, if Allah is so great, why is he killing people with storms? Why, does, why do we have wars? But what's this with the storm? I mean, that's just a natural element. So, what do you say?
2: Well, my first question is, on that, you know, is, is there something wrong with our assumption that dying is a bad thing?
0: All right, we'll start with that. In and of,
2: in and of itself, you know, like, that... The, the death I mean it happens to everybody it happens at different times to different people we feel bad when somebody dies but just because we don't like it I'm not sure if that always means that, that it's a bad thing for for the person who passes away we don't know what happens you know from an empirical point of view we have no idea what happens to that person or how they experience
0: that but it may be a very beautiful thing we don't know yeah so basically it's nefs being self-reflective well, because we don't know yeah going well. uh, they died that means oh dear (laughs) that means this one must also I don't like that and that's the reason why we don't like it that's the first one the second one is being a human being we make bonds we can't help it yeah
2: I think we we miss people when they're gone you know definitely and and that's that's a negative feeling to an extent so we, we think well Therefore, death is bad. But I, I'm not convinced of that. Good. I think it's also, I think it's different when you talk about natural things versus when people make a choice um, to do something bad to another person, or, you know, to do something harmful to another person. So if you're talking about a natural disaster, and I suppose we we don't like it when people die, but at the same time, there's nothing, there's very little to tell us that it's inherently a bad thing for people to die. Um, and so, like, when, when I see people have died in an earthquake or avalanche, I'm like, oh, that's very sad on one hand, but on the other hand, it might be something that's just their time, you know, to go somewhere else. Part of what we can't understand, we think, okay, a human, we, we have a life everyone should live till 70, 80 or whatever, that there's a bigger plan that we're not aware of. That's right. And it reminds us of our humanness.
0: Yes, and that we're not in charge. Part of it is also to keep us humble, to know that the source of all power is Allah, that we don't really have any power. To me, this is like when these things come up, these natural disasters, it's kind of like, yeah, there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> you know, I can write everything I I, I can, but it doesn't change this. I can't stand there and hold my hands up and go stop, even though I'd like to and be able to do that, and that would be awesome. I don't think I can do anything about it. And this keeps us in, in the proper perspective that we don't have much power, and we're dependent on a law, and that's why we need to keep our. Focus on our connectedness with the law and do the best we can given the circumstances that we're given. And when it's our time to also, do the, Yeah, go ahead. I was
2: just gonna think there's another aspect to it as well. Like and I don't know how if I can articulate this very well, but I remember each time I've lost somebody, like, and even when I, you know, lost the the, the twins we were expecting back in the day, and mm. lost like um, my my uncle who wasn't very old, and those sort of things. Like when when that happens, yes, immediately it's very
3: painful, and it's very, it's you just don't uh, get why why it has to
2: happen, uh, especially when people are very young or innocent. Like I had a cousin who was had cerebral palsy at lived till he was 18 mm. and had done really well despite all these difficulties and then he just got hit by a truck one day and it was just so random you know like yeah and and, and it hits you as this big injustice at the time but in some weird way I like do feel after a long time there's a deepening of your experience of of something that that happens through those experiences like there's a I can't quite put my finger on what the thing is but it I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't I wouldn't go back to the person I was before I had experienced those losses. Yes, um, because I think they they make you they, they they somehow deepen your understanding of what life is about, or I don't
0: know. No, happening. no, I I'm totally with That's, you. I agree. Yeah. I agree that that until you've had these experiences of life and death that you really don't understand how, and I'm gonna use the word awe to, to show how, how this intelligence that's behind everything is in process. It's acting yeah. and it's acting in a way that, even though it's at times and most times it's puzzling, at the same time, it makes perfect sense shape how do you
2: how do you then talk to both you know, either yourself or someone else who is when, when, when you're in the place where it's so close though you know when mm-hmm. it's so painful mm-hmm. uh, All of that may be true but it doesn't always help at the time. You know, you th- you're thinking, it, you're hearing these big bird's eye things of, well, it's all the plan or it's the whole, Yeah, that's the way it, it just pans out and it all makes sense eventually. In the time where it's close to you, it's, it's very different. It yes. feel like that at all.
0: That's right. Well, as my Sheikh says, you know, when we have funerals and, and to honor the dead, it's for the living to, to bring them some kind of peace, place to rest. To, to give time to to grieve and grieving itself has so many different flavors and colors to it that um, you know there's, there's a certain kind of arc we all go through in grieving and I think this is just part of being human and to accept that that's well, each person is going to grieve in their own way and, and to be accepting of that and not to put our own on our own feelings on somebody else mm. but to be accepting and present and to stay connected as much as we can
2: it's, there's also the thing where I, 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 for me it's, this is the experience but I don't know if it's the same for other people is that those people don't ever really go that in some way, that they're still
3: always with you. And I don't know how you know that, but you just you just know that they're still there some,
2: in some way. And I think that, in a way, is a bit of a comfort as well that you, you know that it's not necessarily that, that that didn't actually, that person didn't actually stop existing at that point. That there, there's right. an internal part of them that is still, that still does exist.
0: Right. I, and I, I have to, I, I agree with you, but I have to also, in include different cultural ways that this is looked at if i understand indigenous culture here they don't talk about them anymore there's uh an end of stuff that you don't mention them you don't show their images i'm not sure exactly how that works or why in some of my the cultures that i know we say but the memory of that person lives on. And once again, I go back to the idea of that, the tree who has all these experiences that we can actually see, all the experiences that we've had with that person have impacted us and live on through us, especially the positive ones. I mean, the negative ones can, but you have a choice about that. Yeah, I'm still working... You know, every day for me is dealing with loss of Yasmin. And at the same time I feel like she came by and visited the other day. I felt this presence in the house. It's kind of like, hello? <laughs> Who's this? I said, oh, okay. Hi. Doing all right? Can you help us find a place for you? You know? Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so it's kind of like not that far away. <laughs> you know, not yeah. not distant at all. And I, I talk to her quite often. So, And then, you know, uh, our parents and our grandparents and our extended family. You know, you think about what did you learn from them? And as a Sufi, part of our job is to ask ourselves, you know, what am I learning in this situation? What did I learn from this person? And how do I apply what I've learned from this person? That way, we're using this moment as judiciously and appropriately as possible, which means you have to stay fairly cognizant and present about what's going on within you and around you. And that's kind of why I like this path, because it is continuously teaching situation where you have to assess what you've learned and then apply it and if it doesn't work then you don't use it but you can't know until you apply and see does this work or doesn't this work and that's how scientifically and empirically we find out what is most appropriate for each situation i think we we all have different ways that we deal with loss, but we also, the same thing happens with gain. That there's, just like the wind, is coming and going all the time. Our breath is coming and going all the time. And people are coming into our life and leaving it all the time. So how we approach that defines you in the sense of your ability to stay flexible and how to learn as you go, and assess what you've learned, and see what's appropriate and practical in your life, as well as making but, that connection to a loss.
2: So, takes time. A lot of the time, though, as well, isn't it? It's, it takes a long time sometimes to move through and understand, you know, what what something was all about. It's not, <laughs> it's not instant.
0: No. I've been working on this one thing for 10 years, and I'm just beginning to let go of it. Yeah, these things require continual assessment and evaluation. And the names help us to understand these aspects of ourselves and Allah through this analysis. Uh, and Bari, understanding that everything has to work together and that nothing is static that this everything's in motion as you mentioned the wind being able to know that you can't hold it but you can flow with it and use it to navigate and sometimes you have to tack yeah anything
1: else about this talking about those you know when you brought up about uh, you know mass, you know, people you yeah. know, dying in the quakes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. She actually looking at it from a surrender perspective, the same thing is happening to trees as well, right? The Blue Mountains example that you're saying, how the bushfire that comes, yeah. it regenerates. So isn't Allah doing the same thing with the humans as well? A new generation comes through?
0: Yeah, sometimes you have to clear out a section to get a new one, I mm-hmm. guess. It's not my business, not yes. my job. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's it's
1: probably it probably shows goes. that we are another, just another, co- another component of <laughs> this whole, <laughs> that's so, that's right. whole ecosystem. You know?
0: Just uh, sawdust in yeah. the circus. Yes, <laughs> 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 it's t- yes this <laughs> is a law's uh, circus and we are but the sand in the pits. Mm. <laughs> okay. Aizbulahim and Ash-Shitanah Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Irahman Irahim, Maliki Yomidin, Iyaka Nablur, Iyaka Nastain, Idina Sarata Mustakim, Sarata Ladzinan <laughs> Amta Alaikim, <laughs> Iyril Makhlubi Alaikim, Waladalin, Ameen. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Sheikh. Thank thanks, you. Marianne. Thanks, Mariam. Uh, thanks,
2: Mark. See morning. Thanks. Thanks, Rizal.
0: See ya.
5: Mm-hmm. See
0: ya. Amalaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment rental services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, AnsariSufiOrder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.